0: this is Adria. Welcome to Look Out for Joy. It's time to let your hair down. Have you ever heard that phrase? What do you think it means? I looked up the definition of what it means to let your hair down. And it means to feel relaxed or have fun. I love to have my hair done. I had it done just two days ago. And it's a whole process because of course I color my hair. So when I go to the salon it's a whole process of enjoyment. And I look forward to each step. So she begins to put the color on, it has to sit there for about 30 minutes, and then we go and wash it out. And that's one of my favorite parts is when she washes it out, gives me a head massage, and I almost go to sleep. And then we move back to the chair and she cuts it. And that feels good because she's you know, cleaning it up. It feels lighter because I have thick hair. And then she begins to blow dry it. And that's relaxing too. And then when she gets done with that, she cuts a little bit more. Every time I go, it's a process that I look forward to each step. The phrase letting one's hair down was a commonplace part of women's daily activities in the 17th century. The hair was normally pinned up and then was let down for brushing and washing. There was actually one source that suggested, they didn't have any real evidence, that the expression may have originated in the days of Louis XIV. 1638 to 1750, when elaborate hairstyles such as the Fontage or a pile of hair, feathers, bows, and ornaments that rose two feet or more above the wearer's heads. They were popular among French women. I found that funny. So I looked up what this Fontage hairstyle is. It's quite interesting. You'll have to go out and Google it, look at all the elaborate styles that they used. It wasn't just their hair. They used an ornament type thing and then added bows and ribbons and feathers and stuff to make it look taller. On social media these days, there are people that do hair online so we can watch them. And sometimes I find myself sitting for a while watching someone dry their hair. (laughs) I don't know why that's entertaining, but sometimes it is one man in particular earned the Guinness Book of World Records in 2020 for the tallest Mohican with 42.5 inches in height on his hair. To give you an idea of how high that is, 42.5 inches of hair that was stacked up or tall or stretched out is the height of an average five-year-old, which is 3.5 feet. There's a picture of him on the internet, and it shows his wife and another lady using lots of hairspray to hold it up. I bet he was glad when he could let that down after he set the world record. Well, what does this have to do with what I'm gonna talk about today? Letting our hair down. You may think, these are two different episodes. But it's funny how sometimes when you start to research a phrase, you kind of get off onto another little (laughs) tangent. And so I wanted to give you an idea, and it was fun to research about letting your hair down. But whenever you are part of a group, you have to be relaxed if you want to let your hair down, so to speak. You have to feel comfortable with the group that you're with, Or you're not going to let your hair down and relax and laugh and be silly and be yourself. I know that for me, I have to measure (laughs) how goofy I get with whoever I'm with. Have you ever heard the saying when somebody says, come and join us or sign up for the event to come? Which one of those phrases? Makes you feel more welcome that you belong. When someone says, come and join us or sign up for the event, I offered this question to my Facebook group and they said, definitely come and join us, feels more welcoming, more belonging. There is something about belonging to a family, a group, or an organization or a neighborhood where you can relax and be your true self. Let your hair down, wear your sweatpants, sip on your favorite beverage. At times, you may find friends that are more welcoming to you than family. And it's okay to be okay with that. We all want healthy relationships, but sometimes not everyone wants to cooperate. It's best to learn what your boundaries are, be yourself and avoid the stress. Learning how to be included and fit in a group requires work. Yep. It takes effort to be invited to a group. You have to show that you're committed, willing to serve or maybe even provide some leadership. When you're invited into a group whether it be for fun or business, you are A component of that group you give and take, depending on the group's needs, there may be a time that you get to receive more from that group, but then other times you get to give more. Having friends and groups to be involved with takes work, just like any relationship. You have to put forth the effort, schedule the time, get together and show up. There's a story in the Bible of Naomi, Ruth, and Boaz that ties well into belonging and the work involved with being part of someone. As I began to research this, it really was a neat story, looking at it from a different angle. And sometimes I like to do that and just view it from a different angle of what the story is about, not taking it out of context, but just viewing it in a different way. So I want us to read Ruth 2 and as we listen to it, I want you to think about parts of it where it seems like that the people are more welcoming in this passage or they feel a part of Ruth 2. This is the NIV. Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man standing from the clan of whose name was Boaz, and Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said to her, go ahead, my daughter. So she went out and entered a field and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz who was from the clan of Eliminate. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz asked the overseer of his harvesters, who does that young woman belong to? The overseer replied, she is the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters she came into the field and has remained here from the morning until now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you're thirsty, go and drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me a foreigner? Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you've done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother in your homeland, came to live with a people You did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing. Of one of your servants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come over here, have some bread and dip in the wine and vinegar. When she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her some roasted grain. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men Let her gather among the sheaves and don't reprimand her. Even pull out some stalks for her from the bundles and leave them for her. To pick up and don't rebuke her. So Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered and it mounted to an ephah. She carried it back to town and her mother in law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what was left over after she had eaten enough. Her mother in law asked, Where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the man. Who took notice of you? And then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. She added, that man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers. Then Ruth the Moabite said, he even said to me, stay with the workers until they finished harvesting all my grain. Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, it will be good for you, my daughter, to go with the women who work for him because in someone else's field, you might be harmed. So Ruth stayed close to the women of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvest were finished. And she lived with her mother-in-law. I loved this story as I read through it and discovered how much of a welcome and belonging that Ruth felt in Boaz's field. And they were invited to be part of his team, so to speak, of harvesters. And she was able to reap the benefits and share that with her mother-in-law. So I want to bring out some points here about belonging and being part of a family or a group and the welcoming that went on. So the field belonged to Boaz, and you may have noticed that I emphasized some of the different words as we moved through the passage. In verse 5, Boaz asked the overseer of his harvest, who does that young woman belong to? She was a Moabite, a member of the West Semitic people. So she was part of that group. Ruth followed Naomi, her mother-in-law, and returned to Bethlehem during the barley harvest. So Ruth continued to follow with her family. Boaz had a group of harvesters, a team of workers. Ruth asked to join the harvesters. Could she pick up the scraps? She put forth the effort to work together what she needed. So Boaz invited Ruth to stay and glean from the harvest and get water as she needed it. So she was welcomed. He invited her in. She asked Boaz why he found favor in a foreigner. Because she was not part of his team, his group, his people. Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you've done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and come to live with people that you do not know. So she went and joined another group of people. She put forth the effort to help them and to help her family. So you see, it was a giving and a receiving. In verse 13, Ruth told Boaz, you have put me at ease. As we were talking about earlier, kind of letting your hair down. She probably didn't let her hair down, (laughs) so to speak but she said, you have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. She was comfortable and she felt like she belonged. Then Boaz invited her to eat bread with him, to come to the table and join him in the meal. In verse 17 I wanted to point out the gleaning and Ruth gleaning in the field until evening. It says that she threshed the barley that she had gathered and it mounted to be an ephah. I may be pronouncing that wrong. I did some research on threshing, which means to separate the seed from a harvested plant. And I did a um, YouTube video, go YouTube that and watch them how they thresh barley. It's very fascinating. They actually put the barley in some type of bag and they beat it. And I thought, wow, that looks like a great way to get stress out. And as I watched the person on YouTube beating that barley in that uh, pillowcase or uh, bag, it, it looked like they were getting some frustration out. And so that may have been a way that they got frustration out back in the Bible days. Who knows? But what she gathered that day mounted to an ephah. I did some research on that, and it is equivalent to a bushel. Well, if you look when they thresh this barley, it's very, very small seeds. They're so tiny. And for her to have harvested a big bushel of that, Oh my, she must have worked for hours. She must have got a lot of stress out, but really put forth so much time and energy and effort in there. I also dug just a little bit more about barley and it helps with inflammation. And it's a super powerful food. It nourishes and sustains and you can add it to salad and pancakes. It's a great fiber and protein. So I researched this on the promised land diet, a biblical nutritionist and go to their website. It's very interesting. Have you ever let your hair down or were you at ease like Ruth was in Boaz's field? Have you ever been at ease? Maybe when you shouldn't have or you regretted it? Or do you know of a particular group that you're in that you can just be yourself? Like I said before, I have to know who I'm with before I decide how silly that I can get and how much of my hair that I can let down, even though I have short hair. I have to make sure that the people will enjoy my humor because sometimes my humor is kind of (laughs) silly. I don't think that I will ever fix my hair as they did in the 16th and 17th century, like Queen Mary, II of England, nor do I think I will ever be invited to a high tea with the queen, but it's fun to look at some of their hairstyles that came down over the years. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Little pun there. So you may think, "Wow, Adrian, that was all over the place. But I took some pieces of the story, not hair, pieces of the hair, and trimmed it down. <laughs> oh no, I'm going in the wrong direction. Okay, this is where I let my hair down the next silly. But I wanted you all to see how being part of a group is important because we get to receive, but we also get to give. Think about the groups that you're involved in? Which ones do you have to work harder in to feel a part of? Or which ones do you get to relax and enjoy? Maybe you need to make some changes. Maybe you need to get out of some groups. Maybe you need to join some new groups like the Lookout for Joy team. (laughs) Yeah, we might have a team one day. (laughs) Thank you all for joining me. And I hope that you all will be on the lookout for joy, whether you're letting your hair down or whether you are threshing barley or wheat. I hope that you will look for joy.